the Lord Jesus, when a man is born by the Spirit of God, automatically he becomes a member of the body of Christ Jesus. He doesn't need to attend any interview. He doesn't need to, you know, to just do something extraordinary or something on the ordinary to find relevance in the body of Christ. Once a man has faith in Christ Jesus, he becomes a member of the body of Christ. If you are here this morning listening to me or you are listening on tape and you are born again, then you are a member of the body of Christ Jesus. Verse 13 again, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jew or Gentile. And this kind of union in the body of Christ or this kind of union has nothing to do with your tribe. It has nothing to do with your color. It has nothing to do with your race. Many times we determine our association by tribe or tribal sentiments. We determine our association by certain standards of the flesh. The reason why I can company with you is because you are from my hometown. The reason why you can company with me is because you are from my hometown. I heard of a particular local assembly where the pastor had some form of problems because the pastor discovered a member of the security team who was from his hometown. So he took this person until it himself, you know, promoted him in the ranks beyond all the others because he was from his hometown and he began to steal church offering with this security man. Each time they take church offering, I know it's under some guard by some church security people. Hallelujah. But because this guy was from the pastor's place, he would always help the pastor to church till he was caught by other members of the security team. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And they demoted, they gave him a lesser church where he would suffer a little bit. Just suffer. You know, that's way to punish pastors. Say, yeah, Lagos making serious money, they'll send you to Ibotele in Yola. Go pastor a Congo too. Where the best offering you receive is 100 bucks in five months. Hallelujah. No, sometimes you just have this tribal sentiment, this allegiance. You are yellow, I'm yellow. For that, you are my best in the church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. But look at what the Bible says. Verse 13. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles. It doesn't matter where you are coming from. It doesn't matter your tribe, your background, your race, whether you're white or dark, whether you're blue or green, whether we be born or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. It's so amazing. A lady says, I cannot marry someone who is not from my tribe, even if the person is a Christian. <laughs> Hallelujah. And what I always say in rider to such a statement, I always say, Go to the mocks and my son from the mocks. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, I, I've heard this before. A, a, a young man was canceling me. He's not a young man, he's married. So he was canceling me on the high points to watch out for when I want to get married. He said, You know, you're not a small boy anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, There was this particular lady I wanted to give you. Because you're a good man, you're a Christian, you're passionate, and this lady too is a Christian, she's passionate, she's calm, she's collected, she's your kind of person. You see, I wanted to give her to you, but I realized that um, I should discuss with you first. 
Hallelujah. And you see, and this lady is from your place. She's from your place. So, so you know, Bible speaks of going back to your hometown to marry. He said when he wanted to marry that um, he was going down with a Yoruba girl and he discovered eventually that she was an evil girl. And the Lord spoke to him as the word says, go back to your hometown and marry. So he went back to his village and picked an illiterate and married her. Hallelujah. And he said to me, he's happy he obeyed God. That I, should not, I should not mind all these Yoruba people everywhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, he said, go back home and marry. Glory to Jesus. But friends, it's beyond going back home to marry. It has something to do with the link of the spirit. Stop judging yourself according to the flesh. It's only when you judge yourselves according to the flesh that you begin to see some form of significance with things like tribe, with things like location. But when you see yourself as truly you are, Bible says, at first John, at John rather, in chapter 3, and verse 6, that which is born of flesh is flesh, that which is born of spirit is spirit. John chapter 1 and verse 12, as many as received him, to them he gave the power to be called the sons of God, even as many who were not born of the will of flesh or blood, but who were born of God. James 1 and verse 18, of his own will begathe us by his word of truth, that we should become a kind of his first fruit. So when I see you, I see you beyond your tribe. I see you as someone born by the spirit of God, like I am also born by the spirit of God. We belong to the same family. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So I, I don't see you as a Yoruba person. I don't see you as an answer person. I don't see you as someone from the North Pole or someone from Libya. I see you as a Christian whom the Lord can lead me to. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go back. Verse 15. Okay. Verse 13. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be, free, we be born or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Bible says verse 14, for the body is not one member, but many in the food shall say because I am not the hand I am not of the body is it therefore not of the body? Verse 16 and if the ear shall say because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Verse 17, if the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where were the smelling? But now had God set members, every one of them in the body as it has what pleased him. And he they were all one member. Where were the body? But now are there many members. But yet one body. Hallelujah. Amen. This speaks of the vision. Of responsibility. In the body. Now, sometimes you then just use the local assembly as an example to just buttress this point. You say, because I am not the pastor, I am irrelevant. Because I am not the choir leader, I am irrelevant. Because I am not the person that has been chosen to lead the songs. So, I am, it's inconsequential for me to come. It's not a place on a Wednesday service. You would choose rather to come to church by 5.30 because you feel that there's really, I really do not have any stake in the church. After all, I'm not the pastor. After all, I'm not any of the HODs. After all, I'm not one of the leaders at the church. Let me just walk into church like a layman. Let me just walk into church like just anybody and just come and enjoy the service and then leave. I don't really care about whatsoever is happening in the church. 
Some other times you compare yourself and say, How I wish I was the person in charge of the finances. I would have been much more effective. How I wish I was a pastor. I would have been much more committed. How I wish I'm, the ush, I'm in charge of the usher department. You guys would have seen how great I am. You guys would have understood my importance. Hallelujah. Bible says that 2 Corinthians and chapter, um, and chapter 12, they that compare themselves, chapter 10 and verse 12 rather, they that compare themselves with themselves are not what? Wise. It is foolishness to compare yourself. It is foolishness to be in some form of competition with each other. Especially when it has to do with the body. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So if the air says, because I am not the hand, does that mean it is not a part of the body? No. That you are not the hand is because you are the ear. And that you are the ear simply means you are a member of the body. Glory oh, to Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I love what the Bible says. At verse 17. Okay, let me just read from verse 15 again. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is he therefore not of the body? Verse 16. And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Verse 17. If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where were the smelling? Now this was just um, an illustration using the human body to buttress the importance of the members in the body of Christ. It simply means one person cannot claim to be the body. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. One person cannot just coexist all by himself when it relates to the body of Christ Jesus. Verse 17. If the whole body were an eye, and where is it? Where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smell? Just imagine that all your body is just full of legs. Just full of legs. It simply means you cannot see. When you're watching um, Paloma and Diego, you'll not be able to watch. It's only your leg that you will. Only, when you're playing football, you just shoot anywhere belly face. You'll not be able to score a goal. Because it's only leg. You cannot eat. Hallelujah. You cannot go to the loo because you only have legs. You don't have a brain. So, so you're a moron. Only legs. Hallelujah. It's impossible for life to exist this way. Have you seen it? But look at verse 18. But now had God set the members, every one of them in the body. Glory to Jesus. God has put every member or every member of the body to play his role or his function in the body as he wills. Hallelujah. Verse 19. And he, they were all one member. Where? Where the body, but now are they many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Now, sometimes you see some men and are like, Ah, this man is obviously a nuisance or is useless in the body of Christ. I don't need you. It's just like saying to the eyes, I don't need my eyes. Pluck out your eyes, and then you realize the importance of the eyes. Hallelujah. 
Just like saying, leg, I don't need you. You cut off your leg and then you discover the importance of the legs. Oftentimes it has been argued which deformity is better. To be a cripple or to be blind or to be dumb. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some have said, it's better for me to be dumb but yet see. So that when I see danger, I'll run away. Glory <laughs> to Jesus. But when you are called upon to defend yourself before the Lord God, you cannot talk. Amen. Though you can see, like trying to say, I saw him steal the money. No matter how you wink your eyes, you cannot produce anything. He said, Give me bio to write you an illiterate. Because you've not heard anything since your youth, you do not even know how to make a simple constructive statement by writing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Great to Jesus. Sometimes someone says, It's better I'm a cripple. But when danger comes, how will you run? I used to have a distant cousin who, due to some wrong therapy by the physician, he became deaf. And because he became deaf at a little age, it impaired his speech. So, invariably, he's deaf and dumb. <laughs> Hallelujah. Each time he's on the street and he just sees some people walking, you know, in haste. He just begins to run. He just, he just anywhere, he'll just take off. <laughs> Hallelujah. Each time he just sees someone jogging, he's alert. He wants to run because he cannot hear. He doesn't know what is happening. Perhaps there is a crisis. Once upon a time, the just crisis caught up with him in the heat of, of the battle. He just, he just heard some people run and he just, he just ran. Sometimes you run into the mob because of lack of direction. I say, ah, it's a tanker, it's a tanker. But because you are dumb, so you run to tanker and you die. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Bible says, verse 21, and the eyes cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more. Those members of the body, which seems to be more feeble. Ask yourself, which member of my body seems to be irrelevant? Which aspect of my body seems to be irrelevant? You discover that it is relevant. You say, ah, my lips, my lips are irrelevant. Chop off your lips and you see how relevant your lips are. So what's the use of my tooth? What's the use of my tooth? Let me just pluck it out. Let me remove my molars. Then you discover how difficult it is to chew. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me just cut this little finger. Cut it off and you discover how squaggy you look. When you go for a damsel to marry and you do like, say, ah, four, your cost. Get away. You discover how important. Bible says, even those aspects of the body that seems to be feeble and necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon this we bestow more abundant honor. And our comely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together. Having given more abundant honor to that path which lacked, verse 25, that there should be no schism in the body. The reason for individuals strategically put in place to place strategic roles in the body of Christ is because or is for the sake of prevention of schisms in the body of Christ. Bible says that there shall be no what? Schisms. 
Verse 25. That there should be no schism in the body. But that the members should have the same care. One for another. And whether one member suffer. All the members suffer with it. Hallelujah. Friends, when one member of the body of Christ is suffering, then all the body active as a member of the body, then the body suffers. When one member of the body is retarded in growth, then the body becomes deformed. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. The body becomes anomalous. There's an abnormality in the body. Hallelujah. Look at verse 26 again. And whether one body, one member suffers, then all the members suffer with it. Or one body be honored, then all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ. But more importantly, members in particular. Say to yourself, I am a member of the body of Christ. Each of us, being by the name of Christ, are specific members of the body of Christ. I'm not just talking about members of Mercy Assembly or members of BLF or, or members of Minor Jesus of Nazareth um, um, Kingdom Church or members of Kindergarten Church where only kids appear. I'm talking about members of the body of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And God had set some in the church. First apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers, and after miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, the verses of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Verse 30, have all the gifts of healings. Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Verse 31, but covet earnestly the best gift. And yet I show unto you a more excellent way. Hallelujah. Let, let me just explain these verse. Briefly and then and close. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Some have said, well, me. I am a prophet. Me, oh, God has called me a prophet. You, God has called you an apostle. So my name is Prophet Jah Bar Jehovah Jah Justus. That's my name. I'm a prophet. Because I belong to a white garment church. So I prophesy. Sometimes I'm a young man and then I discover from my lips I've been certain words that proceeded in time past that came to pass. So I call myself a prophet. I arrogate to myself the office or, or, or the ministry as it were of prophecy. So you say no because I discovered that um, I'm, I'm, I'm a trant. A trant is someone who is a busybody. He doesn't stay one place. He moves up and down. Because I discovered I have the tendency to move up and down then I am an apostle. Like the man Paul, always moving from place to place. Preaching something outside the word of God. Or perhaps in the word of God. So you say, I am a prophet. And because you are fierce, you are hacker, you, you, you use fierce words, you can scream, you can make people shout. Because everybody say, glory! You say, I am a preacher. <laughs> Hallelujah. I am, because a pastor, two million church, I am Two million member church or a church that has two million members. You say, Well, I am a pastor. 
Glory to Jesus. Because you love to help people. Say, I have the ministry of helps. Someone said to me, my own ministry is not to preach. My own ministry is not to pray. I cannot preach. I cannot pray. I love the Bible, but I cannot explain ministry of helps. I can come and wash your clothes. I can come and do. That's my own ministry received of the Lord. Hallelujah. It says, because the Bible says, not all of us are apostles. Not all of us are prophets. And not all of us are teachers. Glory to Jesus. Not all of us can be workers of miracles as it were primarily. But this has to do with the gift of the spirit which has to do with the body. So when it has to do with the body, not everybody prophesies. When it has to do with the manifestation of prophecy at that hour. We have different responsibilities. And all of these responsibilities put together is for the effectiveness of the body. And what I've just shared with us briefly is um, a consequence of what the man Paul began to share with them from verse 1. He said, now concerning spiritual gifts. He was talking about spiritual gifts. He said, I will not have you to be ignorant. He said that verse 7, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man for the profit of all. Hallelujah. He says, for by one spirit or by sorry, to one is given by the spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge. This just has to do with responsibility in the body. So, the Lord can choose to give you a word of knowledge for the good of the body. Like he can choose to give him a prophecy for the good of the body. He can also choose to give you a prophecy. You, that was used to give a word of knowledge for the same good of the body. It is as the spirit wills. You see, no man has what it takes or the right to arrogate any of these gifts of the spirit to become his personal lot. Hallelujah. Where he says, this is my own personal property. This is of the spirit of God. It is in spite of man. It is by the spirit of God, true man. It is in spite of man, though, true man. But it is by the spirit of God. So it says, when it has to do with the manifestation of the spirit of God, when it has to do with this manifestation for the body, it is not everybody that prophesies. It is not everybody that speaks with tongues. It is not everybody that interprets tongues. Simply means, the spirit can use, hallelujah, as he wills. Glory to Jesus. For the sake of the body. Let's see this again at Ephesians and chapter 4. Ephesians and chapter 4. Are you at church? Glory to Jesus. Bible says from verse 6. From verse... Okay. Let me quickly read from verse 1. Very fast. I, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you. That ye walk worthy of the vocation. Wherewith ye are come. Says with all loneliness and meekness. With long suffering for bearing one another. One hope of your calling. Have you seen it? One body, one spirit. Look at verse 5. One Lord... One faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in all. Verse 7. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Verse 8. Wherefore he, has, or wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he descended first into the lower path of the earth. 
he verse 10 he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might feel all things verse 11 and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers look at verse 12 for the perfecting of the saints he says for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of christ you see this ministry offices or these gifts as it were is meant for the body hallelujah glory to jesus is meant for the body let's look at it again verse 12 he says for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of christ jesus number one for perfecting of the saints number two fortification of the body of christ number three for the work of the ministry look at verse 13 till we all come see the product till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ Jesus, verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carry the bound with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and iconic craftiness, whereby the lying way to deceive, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ Jesus. I know there are, there are crusades and prayer meetings that have been organized to break the shackles the bondage of denomination to break the stronghold of denomination there's a particular movement presently on a particular movement actualization of the phrase that they may be one as we are one in time revival when we all become under one umbrella and become one as God. I've been invited several times to come for this, this meeting. And in fact, there was one yesterday and I forgot. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I'm just remembering now. A prayer meeting. Glory to Jesus. Father, that we may be one. Break all forms of denomination. Let us leave all church doctrines. Let me leave my doctrine. Leave your own doctrine. Let us begin to preach his own doctrine. So whosoever is the strongest, it will be his own doctrine that will prevail after he has subdued the doctrine of the lesser men of God. Recently, the um, Christian Union or the UCFA, Investor Belonging Campus Fellowship Association, or Christian Fellowship Association, got a message from the school authority to vacate where they usually use as um, fellowship meetings. Hallelujah. And the moment they heard these, there was a lot of confusion on campus as to what was the mind of the vice chancellor. Some fellowships called, some fellowship leaders called their members and said to them, final persecution has come where everybody can go to whatever church you want and they fled. Some others were forced to meet in town. Hallelujah. Some others were persecuted. In their fellowship meetings, they were accosted. They said, stop, stop, stop. 
So prophecies began to spring up. Remember, Vivi and Meshach went to attend one of these meetings, and a brother requested for a chalk and a blackboard and began to draw a prophecy. Said, This is a school, and these are classrooms. You know, he just began to draw something on the chalkboard and began to lecture us. And he finally concluded that God was saying that we should break all fellowship, all fellowship buildings and come under one body. <laughs> Hallelujah. Under one body. And I raised up my hand to speak. And I told them it will not work. Glory to Jesus. And I told them that it will be catastrophic. Because in this one umbrella, everybody will have his clique. Those from Believers Love Fellowship, people like Bossa and the rest, will follow me. <laughs> Amen. When the pastor says something, they'll quickly ask, is it true? No, they'll say, no, it's wrong. So you discover that it will be terrible. Not too long, we'll begin to fight. We'll form a gang. I know believers of fellowship will be the only one. All others against. Okay, perhaps maybe we'll be LW. We'll be together for a moment. When this one comes, we bump a shot to attend a Christian meeting. So say, ah, who is this devil? Coming to church with trusses. See, because of that, I'm not entering the church. Except this devil goes away. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Because it's possible you would have succeeded in breaking church structures. It's possible you succeed in destroying all fellowship names or church names and succeeding in bringing everybody under one umbrella. The church of Christ in Nigeria or the church of Christ in the whole world. But you cannot break denomination in the hearts of men which are embedded because of false teaching, because of wrong doctrine. They have imbibed all through the years. Hallelujah. The only way to attain unity of the body is not by praying. Is by looking at Ephesians and chapter 4 and verse 11. Glory to Jesus. Till we all come to the unity of the faith as unto the Son of God that we henceforth not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. I must leave my denominational teachings. You must leave your denominational teachings. Not because they are teachings peculiar to you. But because they are not commensurate with the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus. I must start teaching. Not your own doctrine. Because it looks like it. I must start teaching the doctrine of our Lord and Savior Jesus. I must start teaching the revelation of Christ Jesus. Why he came. Why he died. That he rose again. And the consequence of his death. Which speaks of life within the believer. So this happens, there will always continue to be denominational proliferations. And it's just the beginning. Many more churches will spring forth. Because it's about money now. It is about money. Many prophets will rise. I'm telling you, many prophets will rise. Because it looks to me as though the prophetic business is not a lucrative one. Hallelujah. Well, you can come and prophesy. Because your prophecy does not need to come to pass before money, people gives you money. For prophesying alone, you get the first installment. For maintaining the prophecy by prayer and some things that look like fetish practice, men will give you the second course of money. Then by adventure, by adventure, the prophecy comes to pass. Or by adventure, coincidence. Or by adventure, your name becomes good luck. Good luck, Jonathan. Or good luck, Rosemary. And something happens. You get the final 
blow. Hallelujah. This is the way to have a clean car. A clean 2009. 2009 Toyota Camry. It's not by working hard. Because by the time you work hard, you may never work hard enough to get this kind of money until after 15 years. Because you have to go to school. Primary school, six years. Secondary school, six years. University, four years. Or like Pastor Tosi, six years. Hallelujah. You have to do your house job, make some money, save some money, and then, and then buy Maybe Nigeria used Toyota Camry at 1.5 million. Or perhaps you steal. Or perhaps you have a father who is a money bag. Hallelujah. But the, you see, all these how many years, 18 years, I need to do little baby mercy. She just go and say, just see the Lord, it shall come to pass and prophesy. She just get a brand new car immediately. No argument. No argument. Hallelujah. Just go to a family who they are very rich. Don't go to poor families. Don't come to Aunt Mishak at home. We'll give you Gary after your prophecy has worked. You can be rest assured. Or at best, we'll make Indomie with two eggs for you. At best. Don't come to such a place. Go to a place where money is speaking. Oil companies. Those that are working in. Go, 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 go to, you know, go and meet Pastor Tosi. Professor by his life, it shall come to pass. The Lord will smile on you. It shall come to pass your, your application to get a damsel that the Lord has rejected 15 years. The Lord has approved. And then you see one little girl say, Hi. He will, not, he will rush to the bank and bring her 200k and give to you. First installment. <laughs> Hallelujah. First installment. Glory to Jesus. So you now tag yourself. Misconstruing what Bible speaks of. Bible says that we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Friends, we as members of the body has role and responsibility we have been allotted to play for the growth of the body. When you don't play your role, the body suffers. When I don't play my role, the body suffers. I cannot play the role you are meant to play. You cannot play the role I am meant to play. You have your own responsibility. You have your own quarter to supply. I have my own responsibility. The most important thing is for you to play your role as you should and do that on time. The most important thing for me to play my role as I should and do that on time for there to be any meaningful progress in the body. When you are slack, the body suffers. When I am slack, the body suffers. It's just like it's just like a complete choir made up of the soprano, the tenor, the the what they call it, the, the treble or, or, or the bass, whatever they call it. Now, when don't sing a good song that it's meaningful when it has to do with contemporary song, I mean singing. Glory to Jesus. When the soprano is not there, there would always be a problem with the output of the song. Glory to Jesus. Or when they are supposed to sing soprano and they be, be, So, soprano must do their best to produce those notes. They, they must do their best to sing without thin high pitch. They, they must train themselves. They must struggle to, to give their own quarter. Meshach must be on the keyboard playing dexterously. Dion must be playing the drums. 
Just imagine Meshach is playing and Dio just leaves the drums and quickly runs and quickly runs and quickly runs away and then comes back after 15 minutes. You say, it will be a useless, it will be too useless. The soprano say, hey, hey, Joe, I'm coming, I'm coming. Hey, please, me on me and runs to drink water while the song is still going on. Hallelujah. Each member must play their role with harmony. With the same mind. Having care one for another. Being concerned about the impute of the other. So the Bible says to bear one another's body. I'm concerned about you. I'm concerned about what impute you are making. Because I realize that I cannot grow as, or the body cannot grow without you playing your role. This kind of role Bible describes is not some physical responsibility or some physical role. I'm not saying come to church early. Now perhaps that's what I'll be saying if I'm teaching about the growth of a local assembly. Because I know that's what most people preach. Hallelujah. How can we grow as members of Mercy assembly. So I'll say, okay, as a keyboardist, make sure you come on time, play well. As a choir member, make sure you don't take oil, don't take cold water, take warm water, take, um, if you must take oil, take a little and this granite oil, not palm oil, and you know, so that your voice, train your voice, scream aloud by 12 minutes in the night. You no, know, you know, just like, just so that you become better. Those of you who, who you are, you are just there for the sake of fashion. Make sure you increase your mascara. Make sure you buy more shirts so that when you come, you play that role of, you know, of being great so that when first timers come, they'll see how great you are and come again. Now that's for how do we grow this place. But when it has to do with the body, it speaks of a spiritual responsibility. It's a supernatural responsibility. Whereby you play your role, I play my role. Whereby you make up your mind to be a Christian. Like I make up my mind to be a Christian. Whether you make up your mind to live by the word of God. Like I make up my mind to live by the word of God. Whether you make up your mind to pray. Like I make up my mind to pray. You make up your mind to study God's word. So that you can be effective in the body. I make up my mind to study God's word. So that I can be effective in the body. You make up your mind to be sensitive to the instruction of the spirit of God. I make up my mind to be sensitive to instruction of the spirit of God. So when I come for a meeting like this, or wherever I am like this, I'm conscious of the fact that the, the Holy Spirit or the Lord by the spirit within me can give me a word of knowledge for a Christian that attends another local assembly. Can give me a word for a Christian that is in my class. Can give me a word for a Christian that is in 2,000 miles from now. He can give me a revelation. And these revelations and these words, these words of wisdom, this discernment by the spirit, these tongues and interpretation of tongues is meant for the body. It's meant for the body. So I allow myself to be used of the Lord like you allow yourself to be used of the Lord. So I do my part. You do your part. I play my role. You play your role for the growth of the body. Hallelujah. It's possible I will die tomorrow. And the reason why I will die tomorrow is because you were negligent. The Lord spoke to you. Say to him not to go out of his house tomorrow. But you were negligent. 
you had occupied your mind with movies and gist from unbelievers you have occupied your mind with fashion you have occupied your mind with the cares of this life you have occupied your mind with marriage you've occupied your mind with relationships so you are not sensitive to the nudging of the spirit of god you have despised yourself after all i am not the pastor after all i am not a prophet but the lord was speaking to you say to this yellow man don't go out tomorrow so i go out and i die <laughs> hallelujah crazy jesus Friends, I tell you the truth. Most Christians are in the situations they are today because you are not playing your role. Because you are not playing your role as a Christian. I tell you the truth. Men will go to hell because you are not playing your role as a Christian. You are just there. You are just, um, you are just like a desical. You are just enjoying the good of this world. You are like Demas. You are like Demas who for the pleasures of this world you have deserted. You have deserted. You, you deserted Paul. And, and you know, just deserted the ministry. For the love of this world. Bible speaks of sanctifying the Lord God in your heart. And it speaks of giving God a special place in your thoughts. Bible speaks of keeping oneself unspotted from this world. You see, it's amazing sometimes I discuss with some Christians. And, and what really baffles me about them is the kind of mentality they have. The kind of mentality they have. They still think that they have a stake in this world. <laughs> Hallelujah. They still think that ah, did he, I have some form of relevance. And this relevance is not about reconciling them back to Christ Jesus. No, no. This relevance is about, eh, now, ah, ah, am, I not, am I not a man? Am I not a lady? Am I not? Am I not? I said to a Christian lady, anytime you want to say, am I not a lady? Put, am I not a Christian lady? So that now Christianity or that Christian will define whatsoever you are referring to that you think is common with the feminine gender or that you think is common with the female or that you think is common with the masculine gender. Each time before you say, am I not a man? Say to yourself, am I not a Christian man? Perhaps you have everything. Before you raise your hand to slap her, say after all, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian man. Ah, a Christian. So you discover that your hand will hang and you say, ah, I forgive you. I forgive you. Hallelujah. Because that word Christian redefines everything. It is no longer business as usual. It redefines who you are. It redefines your thinking. It redefines your mentality. You know, you are carving a niche for yourself. That's Christianity. You carve a niche for yourself. Men know you're a Christian in all you do. In your talk, in your speech, in your comportment. They know this is a Christian. No, sometimes people are confused whether you're a Christian, you're a secular Christian, or you're a committed Christian, or you're a fanatical Christian, or you're a pretender. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to go that men will see you as a fanatic, as a fanatic, as a fanatical Christian. When you see fanatics who are Muslims, you don't miss them out. They wear their hijab. You dare not touch them by mistake. They can slap you. Fanatics. Or you see an alpha with his beard touching the floor, with his, with his um, trousers. That looks like mine sometimes. Jump up. Hallelujah. And then you want to just manhandle him. Some of my classmates, they don't sit close to ladies because they are fast. Sometimes I sit, I keep a seat. Or maybe someone keeps a seat for me. It's a lady that keeps a seat for me. And this alpha is seated. And once he discovers I'm the one, he'll say, lady, shift, shift. Let him sit close to him. 
Christ and Alpha. He is the lady is too unworthy for being a Christian. They are too unworthy to come close to an Alpha who is going to hell. How much more a Christian? But a Christian doesn't bother. A Christian must be sociable Christian. I must be sociable. They are too dull. I don't don't call me dull. Don't call me dull. Don't call me dull. I know what's up. Ah, I know what's up. Now I'm not teaching. I'm not teaching that Christianity speaks of not talking at all. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. But I'm teaching you about sobriety. I'm teaching you about humility. I'm teaching you about meekness. I'm teaching you about comportment in Christianity, which you discover by the word of God. So you're a Christian to the core. People do not know you're a Christian because you are telling them you're a Christian. By your attitude, they are either he's a Christian or he's a moralist. Because of your comportment. Hallelujah. Most times, most times we are too encumbered by the things of this world that we are insensitive. We are insensitive to the instructions of the spirit. We are insensitive to spiritual manifestations. We are completely insensitive. We are completely insensitive. As a medical doctor, the Lord may just give you an inspiration. An inspiration as a medical doctor. This one cannot be treated by anything. Lay hands on the person. But then the drugs are already coming to your head. <laughs> Hallelujah. The side effects. The modalities. I just come, I just come, I just come, I just come. And then you prescribe the prescription and the person dies. But then the Lord had inspired within your heart. Lay hands on the person. Glory to Jesus. But opposition of science, falsely so-called, has, has taken your heart away from the Lord. Question is this, are you just playing church? Question is this, what are you doing as a member of the body of Christ? What role are you playing as a member of Christ? Now it's not only mercy assembly that will suffer. The body of Christians are suffering today because you are negligent. Say, Pastor, what if I decide to become responsible? But I know this brother, he's got protitus, he's irresponsible. Care not for it. Hallelujah. That he's irresponsible, yes. It will reflect in the body, but you yourself start being responsible to the body yourself. Hallelujah. Don't think about that man. Don't think about that local assembly. Don't think about that. No, no. You yourself make up your mind. Make up your mind to start being responsible as a member of the body of Christ. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Study God's word. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Study God's word. Live out the life of Christianity to the fullest. Allow the Lord a free course in your heart. Be sensitive to the move of the Spirit of God. Be sensitive to the move of the Spirit of God. Be relevant to the body of Christ. Rise to your feet. Friends, I cannot play your role like you cannot play my role. I must play my own role like you must play your own role. I must play my own role and like you must play your own role. And this we discover by the Spirit of God within us. As many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. I discover what to do specifically for the advancement of the body by the Spirit of God. By the Spirit of God. By the Word of God, I realize what to do to produce a growth in the body. 
it's possible you despise yourself it's, because, it's possible you think you are a non-entity it's possible you think you are not relevant you are relevant you are relevant you are important like I am important we are all important I'm not better than you like you are not better than me you have your part to play I have my part to play let us play our path in harmony in love we give you all the praise Lord Jesus now lift up holy hands in reverence of him